Carlo. I feel like it has been a minute. I feel like literally when you graduate high school, it's like, that's it. You gone. And literally. She just happened and you look back and you're like, oh my God, everybody's so much older now and like thriving and we love to see it. But how have you been? Like, what what have you been up to? Well, um, basically, I've just like been pushing with my study, like, because I'm studying physiotherapy. So it's it's been such a roller coaster because first year was fine. Like, that's like basically like first year you gain like 60 credits to like get your pupudage, which is like kind of like... A, like a some kind of graduation ceremony where you like uh get the right to stay in the study I guess you could say so like you're like pushing for all those credits making sure like you pass that first year otherwise they could like kick you out of the school basically but I was like busy with that and then like second year it was going all right and then corona hit <laughs> so that pretty much just like that canceled everything (laughs) you know so I've just been like trying to stick with my study but it was like really difficult because since physio is like super hands-on we had none of that for like eight months almost and like the school just handled it not so well let me just say like that (laughs) I feel like no school knows what they're doing they're just kind of like well, I guess we have to send them home, huh? We can't be responsible for kids dying on our property. So I guess we'll we'll just send them home and we'll still charge them the same because... Oh, man, it's crazy. Screw them. We need the money. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, like we ended up getting like one half an hour class once a week. And it was just like, all right, here's a document with like questions. And then come back in half an hour and we like discuss. And I was like, all right. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm learning so much for all this money I'm paying. Yay! Yeah, no, it was honestly, like, horrible. I really didn't like it. But, yeah. What made you choose physiotherapy? Um, Basically, well, when I was, like, younger, I was like, mm, I'm going to be a um, plastic surgeon because that earns hella money. <laughs> and then I saw how many years you have to study, so I was like, no like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no thanks no, no, no. that's a lot of time yeah. <laughs> i feel you i feel you i was like they gotta do how many years of school mm. no thanks <laughs> but yeah so then after i got really into dancing and stuff and um then i kind of like looked at kind of like a dancer's career span i guess you could say and it's like where i would want to dance it would be like in the states like super competitive but I also didn't really want to live in the States because of the political status at that point. <laughs> and um, I feel you. It's been a struggle over here. It's crazy. These people wild and nice. Yeah, <laughs> no. And it's just like super expensive. Like, I don't got that kind of money Preach. and I'm not making my mom spend that money. <laughs> you know, it's like she already paid for like all LU schooling. <laughs> I feel you. That was already a ripoff in right? and of itself. But yeah, so then they're also like the um, career lifespan is almost like just 10 years, like eight years, just actually dancing. And then you're kind of like a teacher for the rest of your life. So I was like, I'm not really into that. So what's the next best thing that I can like still dance on the side, but then also like kind of incorporate that with dancing like my profession with dancing and I was like physiotherapy because a lot of physios like work with dancers 
like dance companies and stuff. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll join that stream. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, I really enjoyed it. It's a really great study, but it's just a lot of work. Like you don't really know, well, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, but at the same time, like, it's a lot of stuff that like you just haven't even gotten in high school. Yeah. Like maybe I had one class with Mr. V for like health and I was like learning the bones of the body <laughs> and that was basically it. And like maybe some biology. Yeah, I feel but you. But other than that, nothing like there's nothing there. Like no, like nothing can prepare you for learning like human anatomy in Latin. <laughs> like and then like i feel you i remember we used to do like those like what was it the stem stuff like in english where like they'd force you to learn all like these latin stems for fancy yeah. words and quiz us on it on the regular yeah no and then like you never used it after like yeah exactly like it was just like okay this is cool to know but um the application though you know Yeah, that's a, it's very interesting. I feel like that there are a lot of like careers that we're not exposed to on the island. And so like when you decide what you want to study, you kind of are like taking this leap of faith. You're kind of like, okay, I think this is what I want to do based on what I read on the internet or like kind of what I can kind of like think of. But then you do it and you're like, oh, wait, wait, whoa, there's all this other stuff on that I didn't know. And I don't know if I still agree with my choice. Yeah, literally. Like, It's insane. Like, yeah, no, it's crazy. But like, I did enjoy the study until like Corona and stuff. Because then, yeah, school didn't really help. And then like, just like, I like ended up getting a burnout, actually. So it was just horrible. Like, I think around this time last year, I was like, ready to drop out. I was like, no, I've had enough. I feel you. It's just like, why are we doing this? <laughs> I was like, I don't see I'm it. About to be the, family the world is ending. Like <laughs> everybody dying. Why I need this degree? Literally. What is the point? <laughs> and I'm like, I start. I was like, okay, like I'm in my third year of uni. Like, let me just like bang out the last few months of this year and next year because I started like basically in the fourth year. You just do all your internships and then you write your thesis as well. And um, I was like, let me just bang out these last couple months. Like, my final exam, like, for, like, the learning part, like, school part of the study was, like, a month after the um, winter break, basically. So, I was, like, let me just do this. Like, just bang out through it. But then I also had, like, a couple friends I was, like, talking to. And one of them actually worked in the yachting industry, which is quite a big leap. <laughs> But, um, like, I was just talking to her about it. And, like, a couple of my friends were, like, going ahead doing the SPCW, which is basically, like, that course that, like, certifies you to work on boats and yachts and all of that. So I was like, hmm, they earn very well. And I can also be a physio on a boat. So why not make the best of both worlds? Like, I can basically travel. Boat life look lit. I'm not going to lie. The boat life be looking like a vibe. Like, I be talking to Becky about it. And I'm like, slowly, she converted me to that side. I'm like, I'm like, why did they not teach this 
in school again. Like the only person I remember that ever cared about boats was Charlie. Oh my that God. Was it. Like it was just Charlie on his own little rant about how he was going to go and sail them yachts. And we were like, cool, boy, yeah. cool. Um, but like now you're really seeing like, yeah, no, Brody was right. Like he knew exactly what he was talking about. Like he saw the vision. I was like, I feel you. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, no, like literally like, you basically just get to travel, like, obviously, like, you're working, but you have the opportunity to travel and, like, see so much of the world, depending on which boats are going on and stuff like that, and, like, you don't have to pay for rent, like, you basically don't have to pay for food, food, you know, like. And the food good, like, and we spoiled on that island, we used to that mm-hmm, good food, like. Literally, so I was like, maybe I'll try that out, like, maybe I can do that, like, after my study, because I did think it would, it would be, like, quite a disservice to my um profession to start out with the burnout and then like just keep pushing through it would just make it worse so I thought maybe I could just do the yachting thing for like a year or two and then if I still wanted to like do the physio thing I could do my master's and then go on mega yachts if I still really liked it and be a physio there yeah it's weird because it's like I feel like nobody really tells you about burnout you know like when like we're in high school and they're like pick your career where do you want to be for the rest of your life like nobody ever tells you like hey just so you know adults experience this thing called burnout Mm -hmm. and no matter what field you choose there might be a point in time where for whatever reason you don't enjoy it anymore but they don't ever tell you they're just like yeah go spend all that chunk of money waste your life Uh And eventually you come out hating the very thing that you loved. And then it's like, what, what was the point of that? Literally, like, you're just like almost like the whole world around what you loved just crumbles apart. Exactly. Like your whole self-esteem, everything is just tied to it. And you just feel like what? And then you just feel crappy because you're like everybody else out here thriving. Mm-hmm. And I'm here just like yeah. a lost little guppy. Like, you just also see like physical power and stuff just like it just completely like melts away and like you don't have that physical ability that you used to have before like a lot of people are like starting not like that it's like corona but you also get like really out of breath and just mentally fogged and just yeah like as anxious as physios like you do see like um burnout patients as well and the amount of people that have been coming to the practices with just burnout, like, um, symptoms and stuff like that is crazy. And, like, especially around this time because of, like, around corona and stuff, insane. Like, the n- numbers are, like, going so high, like, right now. It's not not okay. How how has your corona experience been? Because I'm, I'm assuming you've been in the Netherlands for the majority of it. But, like, how has it been for you, like just navigating it because I feel like already being abroad is kind of hard because you're not home but also it's just like COVID is just a bummer plus the Netherlands ain't tropical no like we (laughs) just got out of lockdown like for the third time like we were one of the few countries in Europe like one of the only countries in Europe that was in lockdown like right now I feel you we in America are like lockdown yeah we did that one time in 2020 and they were like nah 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 we can't keep doing that (laughs) oh man like Corona has been one hell of a journey. Like, it's still ongoing, obviously, but... Exactly. Like, we're talking about it, like, this bitch left. Like, she's still here with round four. Like, what's up? She's, like, knocking on the door, like, hello. (laughs) Next variant. (laughs) You thought I left? Like, no, I'm still here. Oh, my God. Oh, like, so 
like I mean it already wasn't starting out great like I like mental health wise it was just like spiraling down and like it just wasn't going well for me so I was I didn't know what was going on and I thought I was a homebody and then lockdown came and it proved I really wasn't <laughs> I missed the- You're like I need to get out of this cage I don't like these four walls no like more. I like I do have family like I live with my dad right now so like there was like that family connection like around me and stuff but I still felt like super alone even though like I had people around me it still just didn't fulfill that kind of part in my brain I guess you could say so it was like really difficult in the beginning like in 2020 and then like I was yeah I was just really down and I'm super open about this and like mental health and stuff so like I even went to go see no I appreciate you being super open about like I think it's important to talk about but like I also went to go see a therapist and stuff that's awesome. Good for you because I feel like a lot of people don't even take that step to go and talk to someone. So that's incredible. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, like I cuz obviously like your friends can only say so much and I just really needed someone professional to call me out on my shit to say the least. I feel you. Sometimes you just need that unbiased third opinion to be like, "Marlo, are you tripping, girl?" Yeah, tripping? like literally Relax. like it, yeah. So like she like, she really helped, and, um, like, it went really well, and then, like, um, like, I already had, like, my tickets booked, like, from already before to, like, go back home in the summer, but we didn't know because of corona and stuff, but I was, like, going mad, like, because St. Martin was, like, in the orange code, and, like, didn't, didn't know if, like, I could still travel or not, and then, like, I was, like, so, like, negative that I thought that my PCR was going to come out positive, even though I hadn't seen people for like the last month. You were like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just going to find me. It's like, I feel like when you're a teenager and you think you're pregnant, but you've never done it before. And you're just like, I don't know. I have stuff. I feel like this is wrong. Um, like I hadn't seen anyone besides my dad and my brother. And they didn't go out because they're both asthmatic. So like, they weren't risking nothing for anything. Like, They're like, we're not taking no chances in this crib. So I was like, mm, I, I bet you. you it's going to come out positive when I'm going to get that email from KLM telling me I can't travel. And then, like, as soon as I got the email, I was, like, shaking. And then I read it, and it was, like, negative. And, like, I burst into tears because I was, like, so happy. Because <laughs> then, like, you know? Yeah, I can imagine because you're always like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this is like that test where it's like, if you dirty or not, you're like, oh, Literally. no, don't make <laughs> me want to dev. Uh, but I was like so happy just to just like see my mom and like all my friends again. And like a lot of like, like for me, like my mental health, like back home, it kind of just like clear, like it, it it's something up. about St. Martin. It just make everything feel it fixed everything it fixed it all i swear i felt the same way i went home for a week and i was like why did i leave (laughs) the rest of the world making me feel crazy i'm like can i just stay here like this is my safe haven like i just feel so at peace and at all you know just love and not judged the rest of the world just make you be feeling crazy i swear i really i agree Mm -hmm. like i was so needed like i just needed to be home and just be with my mom and my friends that like I would consider my family as well and just have that time just to relax for a bit before I head on into like the third year of like uni and stuff because like that was also super stressful and everything and they had us doing like extra courses like online and stuff and 
it was just really stressful. And then third year, it started off well, but then like we started having like um, on property like classes and stuff with school, which was nice, but it wasn't classes. It was just like the teachers being supervisors and just like kind of watching us and then us figuring out like figuring everything out on our own so it's like why are we here still I hate that I hate when they're like you figure it out and I'm like but why did I pay you though like I actually went off on one of the teachers like (laughs) like I don't they be testing you I swear (laughs) like it wasn't even like in a mean way but like they would like write these situations of like a case study that we have to do and like figure out what we would do as treatments and y'all didn't even like teach us how to do like treatments and stuff so I I, like told teacher come here like for a second like come here real quick (laughs) so it's like you know like let's not embarrass make this a whole class drama (laughs) just come here I got we got to talk like I just I just was like okay look like y'all are like trying to help us but you're not like you're writing these case studies on the board telling us to figure out treatments but we're asking you how we're supposed to treat people then this is all you come up with like we're supposed to be learning from you but you're not teaching us so how are we supposed to come up with a proper like adequate treatment plan for our patient but y'all are not teaching us from the get-go so like what is this like figure it out like give us like a proper lesson on how to treat patients and then we could go from there and figure out our own treatments but like yeah exactly like now like, like what are what are the things that you need to consider like how do you like actually understand when you take information from them versus like understanding it yourself yeah i feel like especially with physiotherapy a lot of it is like being able to just really see like what is an ideal alignment and then being able to notice what is off on another person but if you don't have that trained eye like no literally like they preach exercise therapy but they never took us to the gym to go and do exercise therapy <laughs> like how am I like I am not like nowhere near a gym rat like I don't go to the gym like I go like maybe once a month or you're something. not on that like, gym life protein <laughs> life fuck car <laughs> like I'm trying to be like drinking my protein shakes and doing like a little home workout but like that's only now but like imagine feel- back <laughs> then and like then them saying yeah no exercise therapy this and that and it's like all right like okay first of all i need to know the like antagonist and um, agonist muscles so you know what to target for treatment like you need to know the symptoms of what you're treating and like what you need to like make sure you get better and what's not and like how much person can handle like we're supposed to learn that in school but y'all didn't do any of that like, You're like figure it out y'all should know have the intuition for my final exam for the because we do like performance assessments basically and that's like a hour and a half long exam that's just you your teacher and a patient so they like get, a real patient no not a real patient like okay. your classmate just like has like a little script and stuff that they have to okay, make okay but that's an hour and a half long so it's like super intimate (laughs) and just like super nerve-wracking but like I just passed and I was like man I'm just above passing I really couldn't care less like I'm glad that this is over with like I could like we got that pass we could let it go that's done like I couldn't care because I was like I'm just gonna learn everything in my internship 
And that's it. Like, like, please get degrees. We're going to get that real life experience. Exactly. <laughs> like, I learned everything I was supposed to learn in the last three years in my first internship, basically. Like, it's insane. Like, I felt hella dumb, like, in my first, like, week of my internship. And then, like, I just kind of, like, tried to, like, push myself out there and be a bit more open to, like, these learning experiences and just kind of follow along with my supervisor and stuff. And he was there every step of the way. Like, he made sure that I could be an adequate physiotherapist by the end of my internship. Like, right now, this week, I'm going to be doing my final exam for this internship. And... He was there every step of the way, like for mental health, for all we the love facts. That. Like it was amazing, like such a great experience. But I was like, damn, like why didn't I learn all of this in school? Like <laughs> I don't get it. Like it just made me so confused. But I don't know, understand like because they don't have like the same, I guess you could say, opportunities in school, like for the Dutch, like for the internationals as they do for the Dutch people which is really annoying because the Dutch people in our school, not the Dutch people, but like the Dutch classes and so they get like extra opportunities. And it's like, okay, if you're going to offer them, you have to offer us something as well. You know, like you can't call yourself an international school if you're not going to provide for both people. Preach. Exactly. You know, like it's just ridiculous. And we've called them out on it like so many times, but they still don't really do shit. But yeah, you know, it kind of is what it is. You need to figure it out. Um, I'm just glad I had this place with my first internship. Because <laughs> you like, at least, at least now you can feel more confident in your ability to actually, like, give care to someone. Because you're like, okay, well, I actually know what's being done in the real world in this industry. And now you can kind of see, like, how things map together yeah. from what you do learn in class. Which yeah. is always awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all, and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. curious like what your experience was also like like growing up on St. Martin as like someone that's also biracial because I feel like I don't know I feel like one thing I realized only recently was like when people like I never realized like there was this whole I don't know if this is the same thing in the Netherlands but like you were mentioning how America is this whole political conundrum I feel you sis it really <laughs> is and like I didn't realize that like when I came to America because like obviously when you're on the island America just looks like this amazing place that has their shit together and they have Panda and Forever 21 and that's all your girl you know like that's yeah. all we care about we just like we can buy cute stuff that we can't get here and they got Victoria's Secrets mm-hmm. um and now you go to America and they're like, Victoria's Secret is not diverse and not inclusive. And you're like, whoa, 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 what, what just happened? <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, 
guys, like, I just found out about y'all. Like, what is going on? But I feel like when it came to coming in America, like, I realized they care so much about race and, like, di- like they preach this whole, like, diversity and inclusion. And it was so weird to me because I was, like, on the island, like, we are diverse and inclusive, but, like, it was just, like, that was it. Like, there was yeah. no alternative. And, like, you grow up with kids and you have neighbors that don't look like you. They don't believe the same things as you. They have completely different, like, ethnic backgrounds than you. And so, like, I feel like we grow up at least with the comfort of like being okay in our individuality but I'm curious like what your experiences was like as like a biracial woman on the island because you know in St. Martin they also annoying as hell but you have like the the islander and also like European ties as well in like your background right so I'm curious yeah like how was it growing up as Marlo in St. Martin um it was pretty chill like I mean I never really had like Big, but I never really thought about it, to be honest. Like it was exactly only, right. Like we don't have these issues. <laughs> like it was only like when the states started like having these like um, riots and like different protests and stuff like that. Obviously, like we don't really experience that very often. Like I mean, maybe in the workplace, like I've heard the Jamaicans are like racist against like the Haitians or something like that. I feel you. Just dumb shit. Dumb ignorance, I feel. Yeah, but for the rest, I've never really experienced exclusion, like, from groups and stuff like that. But I never really thought, like, when I was younger, let's say, I've never really thought, like, oh, maybe it's because of my race that I was, like, excluded from this activity or something like that, you know? I had my friends, and I'm still best friends with my two best friends from since I was two and a half. (laughs) And, um, like, I've never felt like some sort of, like, because they're both white, but, like, I've never felt some type of exclusion because, like, they were both white and they were, like, superior or something like that. Right? Exactly. It's so weird. I'm like, it was so weird. Like, when I came here, I'm like, why are y'all thinking like this? I'm like, maybe they're just a shitty person. Like, maybe have nothing to do with race. But they're, like, programmed that everything is a race issue. It's really weird. Like, Yeah. No, like, the only thing I had issue with was sort of feet. Um... And I think everyone basically takes up issue with that. But when I was a child, I always thought it was a bit weird. Like, I never really liked Darth Beats. Like, because, um, like, they would really dress pretty much. outrageously. And then, like, I think I was, like, five or something. And then one of them came up to me and I was like, are you okay? Like, like <laughs> what is up with you? <laughs> um, who are you? Like. Um, you're still the same person as yesterday, like, but now you just have black on your face and you're trying to be someone that's, like, of my race. Like, I don't get it. Like, we're like, why not just cast black people for Zwartha P? Like, why did it have to intentionally be a white dude with a full-blown painted black face? Like, even if it was the idea that he climbed down the chimney, like, why would his he have to be completely black? Like, even if you just patted some of the ash on his face, you know, like, that seems more realistic than trying to a lot like a lot of people try to like cover up the real story I guess you could say with that it's basically like the center class he came to Spain to the Spanish Moors that were black people and enslaved them and that's where it originates from basically so it had nothing to do with people going down like that. the chimney and all of a sudden getting like black face you know like 
That's oh, not shit. nothing. That's a different. That's different than yeah, the story bitch. I was told. I thought it was just white dude claimed down the chimney, and you know he had ash on him. That's and so they, they thought it'd be say. funny to just go with the full blackface. They were like, "Ooh, they put a little bit of black," and they were like, "This, let's see where this can go. Let's see <laughs> yeah. how far we can take let's it." And they just, thought, but I didn't know it was they enslaved the Moors. Damn. Yeah. When I did my research like two years ago, because obviously, like I think black is just like completely criminal it's stupid you know yeah, like straight up stupid but then some of my classmates were like yeah but i thought of him as a hero when i was a kid like i wanted to be black pete and i'm like how are you justifying someone impersonating a race and like making but fun what of is them heroic what is the hero character what it what is it is it that he's white and he can put on blackface and you like that privilege of making Honestly, fun of black people is that is that the heroicness like I thought it was for. quite enough just to be like, he's dressing up as another race. Like, is that not wrong enough for <laughs> like, you? Marlo's like, guys, like, this isn't cute. Like, <laughs> so I was like, let me just do some like, extra costume. research. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I thought it was like crazy. Like, I didn't, I just didn't understand the thought process of what goes on. Like, Make it make sense. Like, <laughs> I don't get what's like going through their mind to think that that's okay. I feel you. Because it's not. I'm like, what is what is going on up there? Like, are you missing a few screws? But I think what it is is people just don't have the experience. Like, a lot of those people probably feel that way because their friends also looked up to his worth to Pete as some whatever heroic. Like they, like I'm not gonna lie. Like when we were in, when I was in Dutch class and we sang the songs and we ate our little, you know gingerbread cookies and like you know it's cute like i was rocking it with sinterklaas you know but like yeah. i mean we could have sinterklaas and erase this worth of pete part i'm like that's I what want i've to been saying like i want to root for him i'm loving the whole chocolates I'm, I'm all a fan i'm just like this one part of it not really important just take it out saying. like but then they say like oh it's tradition like it's tradition and it's like just and I'm like, screw tradition, tradition doesn't mean it's right. You know, we get like, to decide what is tradition. Like traditions can going, change. Literally, like children are going home crying because white children are calling the black children stretch feet and like. Which is not gonna rude. lie. And I see kids doing dumb shit like that because kids are mean. Like not gonna lie, kids in Holland are horrible. They they're cruel. <laughs> Like I like speaking from experience, like because I'm like these kids are mean. Like literally, like I moved here when I was eleven for a year and I didn't even know what being mean was, to be honest. I was just like happy all the time. I was always with friends, never really had arguments or anything like with friends. Like sure it was like a little bicker back and forth, but like other than that, like there was literally nothing. And then I moved to Holland and it was like almost falling out with my friends every other day. And I'm like, is this normal like to you guys? Like, like they'd be friends one day and then like the next week they wouldn't be friends. And then like people were just really mean and rude to each other. I don't know if that was just the area I was in, but I was like, these people are cruel. And I definitely started like having like depression symptoms <laughs> that year. You know, like, these people are making me feel sad. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't like them. 
Like, it's I feel not you. Okay. It, it's interesting because, like, Dutch people are known for being blunt, but, like, you never think, like, where does this bluntness stem from? Mm-hmm. Literally. You know? And it's, like, this whole idea of holding on to tradition. I'm, like, I'm sure slave owners felt like keeping slaves was keeping tradition and breaking that was breaking tradition, and yet here we are, right? So it's, like, break the tradition. You did it once. Actually... They didn't even do it. They were forced to do it once. So I feel like maybe they just got to be forced to do, do it, it again. Because the Dutch are the type where they like to be like, we're all kumbaya, but really are low-key, like, we hate Racist. all immigrants. Oh, my. Like, honestly. But they steal all your spices to season the the food, though. But they don't even use spices. Pepper's a little too much. <laughs> like, what does the what Dutch West Indies company do if y'all oh, not even using no. the seasonings? Yo. Mm-mm, I can't but the thing is it's hard to like move and kind of like kind of break this kind of thing when the PM is always like yeah no I also uh, paint my face black it's tradition how are we supposed to move on from this whole sort of speech thing like if the PM even partakes in that like it's not bad it's not racist Maybe like, we gotta do the opposite we gotta walk around as like black people with white, white face, face more often mm-hmm. for and them to see how uncomfortable it makes them and be like oh so you see how you feel mm-hmm. exactly. think about that next time think about that think wow. about it it's crazy this world is but, crazy <laughs> marlo yes I feel like one thing I admire about you, though, aside of the fact that the world is, in fact, crazy and you can somehow stay happy and bubbly through the chaos, I always feel like you have always been, like, very radiant, like, just very pretty, you know, just very, very, like... Thank you. I feel like exuding, like, positive vibes. Like, you're always, like, I feel like people always enjoy being around you. It's not like you're ever, like, ugh, Marlo, ugh. (laughs) Why... Why is this bitch here? <laughs> you know, like, it's never like that. But I'm curious, like, and I feel like now, like, because you're, you're more, you know, uh, you're trying to be an influencer and ting. I see you, girl, out here. Um, I'm curious, like, how, like, you built, because, like, I know you said, like, you struggle with, like, being depressed a little bit sometimes or, like, being sad. But, like, I feel like the image that you have of you is someone who's very confident and, like, very assured of themselves. And, like, you're super confident in your body and, like, you don't give a damn about what mofo's finna say like you just i know i'm hot and i'm a flaunted yes i know you finna look <laughs> double tap while you add it you know like, i'm curious like how did you build that confidence to like really own your ish and feel like confident in who you are as marlo you mm-hmm. know like honestly it's quite a wonder that i actually have that kind of confidence because i i am confident in myself and i do pride myself on it and I really don't care about what anyone says. Like, I don't care what anyone says about my posts. And it's like, you know what? Like, if you're going to base your opinion on me by what I post, then that's your problem. I don't really care. You know, like, I have my friends. I have my family. Like, I really couldn't care less, you know? But, like... You're like, my squad's solid. The rest of y'all just here. Yeah. You know what? If you really don't like me, then you don't have to follow me. <laughs> You know, like, if you really have that big of an issue, like, take it up with yourself, you know? That's your problem. Like, it sounds like a personal problem to me if you don't like me. But, you know, like, I don't really care. You know, like, do your thing. But going, like, because um, dance, like, the dance world was quite crucifying, <laughs> mm. to say you the least. You have to build a thick like, skin, I feel you. Yeah, like, with, I'm not going to name names, but with the dance teacher, she can be quite harsh. 
like not necessarily on me but like a lot of the times she can be rude and she's very loving but some things you're like all right you didn't have to say that like I get it here was a nicer way to convey the message Mm -hmm. but then at the same time it did build my confidence at some point where even though it's like kind of seeking for external validation like going from like junior company to like senior company and stuff like that by the same time like you know, I think it's fine to get some sort of external validation if it helps boost your own, like, internal validation, kind of, I guess you could say. Like, sure, it starts from there. And then, like, after that, like, I really, I just never really cared too much. I don't know. My mom is also super supportive, always there for me, no matter what. She always helped me kind of just basically she is the one that I look up to the most. She Aww. is my, like, I'm not even trying to be corny, but, like, She's the reason why I'm a feminist. She is the one that has been doing everything for me since my birth, basically. Like, since I was four, both my dad and my mom separated when I was four or five years old. And she's been paying school. She put me in every single after-school activity that she could. Like, not to, like, not, like, to be away from me, but it's more instead of me hanging around opportunity exactly like yeah you know like she gave me the options and she knew that I could just do anything if I just put my mind to it and she always like encouraged me to like just go for it don't question yourself just do it you know like obviously everyone can be a little bit insecure but like she really pushed me to be the best of what I can be basically and she did everything for me and I just look up to her and she she's my superhero. <laughs> um, I feel like moms are so special and people don't even be giving them credit half yo. the time. Like, we are nothing without our mamas, I swear. Like, I wouldn't even be the woman I am without my mama. Like, I love that woman so much. I would die for her. Like, mm-hmm. gladly, I'd be like, kill me. Come take me. <laughs> like, Just honestly. take me. And it's just, like, incredible, like, how our mothers, like, really, I feel like, shape, like, the women that we are, you know? And like you said, like, because of your mom, like, you're a feminist. And the fact, like, that they sacrifice so much for you, like, even their bodies, really, you mm-hmm. know, to bring you into the world. It's like, I can't, I, I love anyone. I'm like, how could you ever hurt a mama? I'm just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, moms are so important. Like, they're so important. They're crucial to society. And just, like... Yeah, but there, she's my everything, and I I always tear up whenever I'm, like, at the airport, like, on my way to, like, get out of immigration and stuff back home. I'm just, like, in tears. I can't wait to see my mom. I feel you. It's like, that's my, my OG, my ride or die. Like, Literally. that's my day one right there. When I was shitting myself, she had my back. Like, <laughs> this is the woman. Yeah, exactly. I always love, like, when moms are... Because I feel like some people don't always have moms that are, like, super supportive, especially, like, when things aren't going well or you mm-hmm. make a mistake and, like, where you really are, like, maybe not in your best state because you maybe made a mistake that made you feel really shitty about yourself. But yeah. then to have a mom that's, like, is there and lifts your head up and is, like, no, sweetheart, like, it's okay. Like, we all make mistakes, but you can still be better. Like, you're still whole. You're still strong. You're still worthy of love. Like, that is so important and like I didn't realize like as a girl how much my mama meant to me Mm -hmm. because especially when you're a teenager there's a moment in time when you're kind of like 
mm, I hate this woman. Like, oh my God, would you just <laughs> leave me alone? Um, but no, like, honestly, now I look back and I'm like, that woman had my back. Mm-hmm. So appreciative of her. In my last year of high school is when I really started realizing the connection that my mom and I both have and that I want to keep that for forever. Basically, for me, it was kind of like until like I was like 11. It was my mom, my Oma, and I that always lived together, so kind of like three generations. And I was just brought up by a bunch of women, and like it's super important to keep those connections that you've built over the years with them. Like even though you get into an argument here and there, like it's not worth the whole relationship that you have with your mother. And it's just super important for me, like just to always have her there. And yeah, I just love my mom. Yeah, that's so awesome. Can I ask you about the lip tat? Yeah. Like I'm when I saw that, I was like, oh my god! Like I was like, oh, no way! I was like, this girl got a lip, and then not even to just get a lip tat, but to get one that is so freaking badass! Oh my gosh! I was like, oh my gosh! I'm like, I need to know the story behind this lip tat because first of all getting a tattoo like I got when I got my first tattoo I swear I nearly had a panic attack like oh it was God. spontaneous <laughs> and I was like you know when you're like about to be like okay okay I'm gonna do it but then like right before that like I swear I almost stopped breathing I was just like okay <laughs> they finna cut me like I don't know how this is gonna feel and yeah. I was like we got this but then when they start you're like okay okay whew, not right. so bad not so yeah. bad <laughs> But I'm curious, like, what, first of all, like, inspired this tattoo? And then how was it actually getting a lip tat? Because <laughs> that is, like, the, that, oh, my God. If someone was, like, what is my fun fact on a team's meeting, all I would do is just, like, <laughs> flip my lip out and be, like, read this real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, like, honestly, like, um, it was my first tattoo, first of all. <laughs> Damn, you're a real baddie for that. That's your first tattoo? Oh, my gosh. I was like, mm, like, I want something that really speaks to me. Like, I've always wanted, like, a lip tattoo. I was like, all right, that looks, like, so dope. Like, I'd love to get one of those. Let's do it. And then, like, I went with my friend um, Malik, uh, Martos. I went with him to the tattoo shop because we um, actually live in the same city. So Sweet. we went. And he was like, are you going to get one? Like, for real? And I was like, yeah, no, let's do it. So it was kind of like quick, like that I had to like decide what I wanted. But I was like, maybe I'll just do the lip tattoo. Like, no one can see it unless like I show it. And a lot of people said that it doesn't really hurt that bad. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. And then um, I always say this. I always say pussy is power. It's just like a thing that comes out of my mouth daily. Because it is, let's be real. We carry in life between these legs. Literally. And, um, yeah, I'll, I thought it just spoke to me, like, to my true self. Oh, it's a badass so I saying. Like, I was like, yes. I was like, all feminists <laughs> everywhere. Just, Literally. like, high-fiving Marlo from, like, beyond. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it was super dope. And the lady was super nice. She, um... She was like, yeah, no, let's do it. Like, I could do it right now, but I had, like, an exam, like, the next day. So I was like, mm, give me, like, two days, and then I'll come back. <laughs> so I went to do it, and, um, like, when she started, I didn't feel the needle at all. Nothing. Like, like it only felt, like, a little bit sensitive here, which is, like, a little bit, like, thinner skin. And then, like, after, like, she finished it, 
but she's like halfway through the word and she's like all right like we're almost done and I'm like oh we already started and then (laughs) (laughs) that's always a good feeling right you're like wait this started we we okay cool but um yeah no like honestly I would say the nipple piercings hurt more than the lip tattoo but um like the nipple piercings weren't even that bad either so I was like really I could do this I feel like nipple piercings are low-key hot af yeah I feel like if I had one though I would not play with it like I'm just nervous about like breastfeeding after you pierce it oh oh no like I even asked about it I was like at the appointment I was kind of like laying on the bed and I was like wait what about like breastfeeding <laughs> and she was like like I was like I might sound dumb for this but what about breastfeeding like I mean I'm not gonna get kids anytime soon but like but it's, when a, it does it's happen. a future problem right like, <laughs> we gotta at least be prepared for the future exactly and then she's like yeah no like don't even worry about that to be honest you just take them out if you want to you could leave them in Obviously, it's going to be, like, weird if, like, the baby's biting on your nipple and then you have the barbell in it. But, yeah, no, I was, like, I'm not going to get kids until, like, I'm at least, like, 29, 30. Like, I think, like, probably after that only. Push it back. I feel you. Every time I'm, like, I'm getting close to my date, I'm, like, we're going to push that back. Just a few more years. Push that back. Push that back. (laughs) Like, but, yeah, no, so... I was just, like, super excited to get the lip tattoo. I was like, that's going to be fucking dope. Like, I didn't tell my mom, though. I only told her until I, like, got back home. And um, I was like, okay. Like, it's done. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. here. You can't really There's do no much. There's no going back. You cannot return. <laughs> Literally. So I was just like, all right, mama. And then like, so I pulled my lip down. And she was like, was like, honey, it's cute. Yeah, she didn't really know what to say, but she's like, all right, well, yeah. like, nobody can see it anyway, so I don't really care. So I was like, she's like you know. yeah, at least you hit it. You yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, since then, I've gotten, like, a couple more, and my mom's, like, not a big fan of tattoos, but, like, if it has oh, meaning yeah. behind it, she's like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, Yeah, I feel like my parents are kind of like, why, though? But, like, <laughs> they're not going to be like... Or should know they just gonna <laughs> yeah. be like okay i guess she did it yeah like what can we do she's not in our house anymore but how was the healing process because it's in your mouth like did you have to cause like normally you have to keep it like covered and stuff like how does yeah. that work when you eat um like i ate before my appointment like obviously brush my teeth and stuff but for the first time that i went because i did get a retouch and stuff i need to get like another one because they do fade quite quickly and mine is also a bit mm. more fine line as well. So it's not like super thick where it would stay like longer and stuff. But um, I ate before my appointment. And then um, I just put like a piece of paper towel like in between the lip and the teeth basically and to keep it from rubbing and stuff. And um, yeah, like, I mean, it didn't hurt or anything. Like I just didn't drink anything acidic or like fizzy and stuff mm. like that. I just like have water, like try not to drink juice and stuff and it was fine like it didn't really like it didn't really feel like anything to be honest so that's good I feel like that's exactly what you would want right like it to be an easy peasy that's interesting I would have never thought lip tattoos would be like the easy one to do yeah yeah no what are your other tattoos um I've got two like small butterflies on my hip slash like glue area Basically, my Oma and Osa and I, we went to, like, a butterfly farm when I was younger. And um, there's, like, 
huge butterfly that landed on my Opa's butt <laughs> and it covered like 75% of his butt and he had a big butt too. So it's kind of like a memory that we also took a picture of at that moment. And my Oma and I, we just like pull it out always for laughs. And it's like a really nice memory. And I was like, I'd love to get that as like my second tattoo. And um, oh, that's a beautiful story too. Like, it's so cute. I love it. Yeah, like I really loved it as well. And like, as soon as my mom saw it over like Christmas or December break, um, she like immediately knew what it meant. And she, like, was super happy about it. Like, I didn't even have That's to tell her. That's how you know her. it was a good one, too. Like, you yeah. didn't even have to tell her. Like, the people that know, know no. what they mean, you know? And that's really what matters. Yeah, it's super sweet. And, like, the artist is, like, really nice as well. So I really appreciate that. And, like, she's just really great and with fine lines and stuff. And other ones, um, I got uh, one that's, like, right by my forearm, like, right under my elbow, but, like, at the front. Um, it says your time is limited and even though it sounds like a bit like not morbid but like negative but at the same time it's like yeah your time is limited like I feel yeah exactly and I feel like just use all the time that you have for yourself and like make sure that you're genuinely happy and you're doing everything for yourself like not in a selfish way but yeah that's kind of in a selfish way but like as long as you're not hurting anyone like this is for you like you're living for yourself so use all the time that you have and then my other tattoo i got last week um (laughs) i you're just out here getting them like i'm like i need to get into my ideal body shape (laughs) let me get a little thick you know and then we're gonna just knock them out you know get every but i also want to design them myself yeah exactly yeah, no, like oh, quite a lot of them. You're out here knocking them out. Good for you. But yeah, yeah continue, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, like I have like everything like in my notes, like all planned out, and have like little like um like pictures and stuff for like inspiration and like what it means to me, and then like where I want it. And stuff. Beautiful. But um, I haven't told my mom what this one is as yet. I did tell her I was gonna get another one. Um, and it's two koi fish, like one red one and one black one, like up the back of my calf by my Achilles tendon, basically. Like super minimalistic, like almost like one line drawing. But um, the black one is from my mom, representing my mom, because in Japanese culture, the black color on koi fish is meant for like more the dad, but in parents, my mom was both my parents, basically. Mm. and the red one uh, can represent for the daughter or the mom so that's me and it's kind of like both of them swimming upstream so like my mom's up front and then I'm here like right behind her and basically just like going through the journey of life together since I since I was four basically and there was just us two throughout the journey and yeah it kind of just like represents that No, that is so beautiful. I love how you be having the whole intention. Like, ooh, that just, I love a tattoo that got attention. Because the last thing you hated when someone was like, oh, why'd you get the tattoo? And they were like, I got it on a bed. And I'm like, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I always, I want to make sure that it's not, like, disrespectful to any type of cultures. Or, like, because koi fish gen- generally come from Japanese culture. And I really wanted to, like, make sure that I looked into it and I knew what they meant and, like, the story behind koi fish and, like, how the koi fish that, like, swam upstream basically turned into a dragon, which is 
most of like the the biggest story I guess you could say of like boys fishing stuff um beautiful yeah I just really wanted to like look into it and like make sure that and nothing was like controversial or anything like that and like it did mean a lot for me as well um, but I think yeah. that's so important. I feel like more people don't even spend the time to try and learn. They're just like, oh, I'm going to get this word in Chinese because it looks cool. And then they find out it means soy sauce. And yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you're like, well, you an idiot. So yeah. what do you expect? You know? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm really, exactly. I really like when people like take the time, especially because like, I feel like a lot of the time we hear all of these struggles about like cultural appropriation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one thing that I've always admired about, say, Martin where I feel like we don't really have that is more because we appreciate like there's a level of like cultural appreciation too where you can take from another culture yeah. to create more definitely um, instead of it being like oh this is from my peoples and only my peoples can use this symbol like that's so stupid yeah to me but yeah I think it's so important like when you are creating especially even on your own body that you have that intention because like this is something that is going to live with you, you know, for the rest of your life. And you want that every time you look at it, it reminds you of like that memory or that moment that speaks volumes to your existence. Yeah. And I think that that's so beautiful. Like you're capturing moments that speak to who Marlo is, you know, and how Marlo is who she is. And I think like that, that's, that's why I love tattoos is because it's like, it's cataloging the, the journey kind of like a passport stamp but yeah for you yeah exactly and I forgot to mention it maybe it sounded a bit random because it was koi fish but when my mom and I lived in Aruba the hotel she worked at had a koi pond and I had like a little bridge over it so every time I went over to visit her we would like look at the koi fish and name them so that's Aww. why I was koi fish, and then I looked a little bit more into it. You're like we, it come full circle, guys. Yes. There's a whole mapping to it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I'm curious because you were like, you talk about like you know time is limited and wanting to make the most of time in your life and like living for yourself. I'm like, what is like Marlo's dream life look like? Like, what is it that you're that you're like, if I'm doing this, I know like I'm in the best alignment with like the best version of Marlo. Like who are you working to become, you know, in this life journey? For me right now, my main focus is to work on being genuinely happy. And I was really struggling with that last year around this time and the year before that. And um, I kind of made it like more of my mission to become a little bit more genuinely happy because at some, like at some point, like I was really going through a whole cycle that like kind of just spiraled down and I really just felt numb for a really long time and I really didn't like that feeling and I thought it was kind of like just kept on going in this cycle where I'd feel like really numb and then like sure I'd have like little moments of like yeah ha 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 that's funny happy for like two minutes and then like for the rest of it I'd still like kind of react and just be like really numb And it just kept on going on and on and on. And I was just really depressed and anxious for a while until, like, I started, like, seeing my therapist and stuff. And um, after that, I was scared that I'd never be genuinely happy again. Like, I thought I would just have that cycle for my whole life. And I was really scared. And I just didn't know what to do. So, like, that that was basically the reason why I went to go see a therapist. Like, kind of to, like, break myself out of that cycle. And from there on, it's just been, I just want to be happy with whatever I'm doing, like, 
doesn't matter what, like, as long as it makes me happy and, um, like, I'm not hurting anyone that's around me or anything, then that's what I'm going to be doing because it doesn't make sense to suffer throughout a period just to get that little bit of reward, you know, like, I'd rather be happy throughout doing something because that's a much bigger reward than just a few minutes of success. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. And I think that's so amazing that you are prioritizing, like finding out what makes Marlo happy or like what are the things within your environment that cultivates this environment where Marlo feels like just not even I would like a contentness, but like gratitude more yeah. so. And I feel like I'm curious, like what does happiness look like for you? Because like I, I, I feel like I can definitely relate to a lot of what you're saying of what you were saying, like, I wondered, even myself, like, would I ever be able to be, like, genuinely happy, like, the happiness that you have when you're a kid and you're, like, just clueless about responsibility and you don't, like, nobody's expecting anything of you. And I used to, like, really, like, wonder, like, could I ever be that happy and, like, curious and free, like, that version of myself? And I, it took me, like, I feel like only recently now do I feel like I finally understand, like, my purpose and my voice and, like, what makes me happy but it took like me actually like you were saying taking that step to realize like okay there's something that I'm doing here that's not working for me obviously like this is not the state I want to be living my life in but like taking the step to be like I am now going to be committed to helping me you know just helping yeah. me get back to myself helping me get back to like who was it like who was that little girl that made us do all of this in the first place you know what I mean like who was that little girl that had that inspiration that curiosity that zest for life yeah um, that allowed me to have this motivation for so long because I felt like if I got back to her and I understood her then everything else that I do going forward would not feel so like shitty yeah you know and like I wouldn't feel like as confused or just like like always comparing myself or just like always just not being me because I was just lost as to who I was and what was really going to make me happy. And I'm curious to find out like what, what have you found so far in your journey that really makes you happy? Um, Cause I felt like for me, like it's like little things like when I dance for no freaking reason, other than just like for me in my living yeah. room, like that makes me so happy. Like if I go to yoga class and like, I just make it through the class and I do a good job, like that makes me so happy. Like, when I speak up for myself and like I actually tell people what I think like that and like hear them actually be like, oh, yeah, Nicole, like that actually makes sense. I'm so freaking happy. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's like I'm curious, like what what have you found that has been like things for you that bring you joy? Mm -hmm. Um, I really I've always loved dance. As you were, like it just feels great on the inside. Like it I've does, right? always you just like. Feel channeled my true self kind of through dance and like I'd be allowed to like express myself through that and um dance has definitely helped with that but also just yeah doing things for myself kind of in a way like in a sense of like a journey for self like on self-love and stuff like that like kind of just dating yourself for a minute you know just focus on yourself I would let's let's say like start like going out like for um like shopping and stuff like just do that by myself like find a quiet moment by myself and just like be able to be okay with just my own company 
And like, then I'd start like going on like lunch and like breakfast dates on my own. And then like, I went to like dinner by myself and stuff like that. Cause that's like really intimidating. Not going to lie. I really wanted to find the space, like find a moment where I would be okay with just being by myself. And like, that really made me happy because at some point I was afraid of my own headspace. But the thing is you need to take care of that. Like, cause that's there forever. Exactly. Other people are temporary. You're in your head for forever. You need to make that a safe space. Exactly, right? Exactly. And it's so many people don't. I'm like, babe, you only got you when all them people leave. It's just this. Mm -hmm. Like, work literally. on it. Work on it. Like, work on it. Literally. Like, my next step was actually going to a festival on my own. Hey. I already bought the tickets and stuff. But, um, look like, at you out here living life. I love it. I love that. That is so freaking awesome. Yeah. No, like, I'm. I was super happy when I got the tickets. Like I went, like I got like a bunch of like different festival tickets, but then like lockdown and all happened here. So not sure if they're going through. Killing dreams, COVID. Literally. I feel you. But now I'm actually also going home probably for my second internship. And like I did real like once I got back from December break, basically, like when I got back to the Netherlands, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't have to go to school. I just need my internships done and that's it. I felt so much happier just being around my mom and just like being in that tropical weather. And yeah, just you like see Martin got the vibes. Literally. I felt most happy in December, basically. And I was like, why can't I just be that for the rest of time? Exactly. And the fact that you know you got the power to go and just live that life, like, that is so incredible. Like, that's how you know, like, you are the champion of your existence because you can decide, like, you know what, Marlo? Yeah, we not, we not us messing with this depressing-ass weather. Mm -mm. Let's go home, sis. And you can be like, you know what, sis? You right. Let us go home. Yeah. And you book your ticket and you're back in the place that brings makes you just feel incredible yeah no, that's literally it like I immediately started applying to different physio practices for my second internship and I luckily got accepted to one of the places well to a couple places but a like I'm super happy that I can basically like officially like start getting my tickets to go back home and just be where I feel happy and just loved by the people around me and I think that's just super important. And I can just kind of continue on with my journey of self-love, I guess you could say. And just like my journey of genuine happiness for myself as well. It's so beautiful. I'm so happy that you are focusing on you, sis. And like to have such like a, a purpose, but it's like a purpose that the only person that benefits from this is yourself, which is why I feel like it's so important. Like I feel like oftentimes we do so much for other people. Mm -hmm. And then we never think about like, but babe, why ain't you doing that for you? You out here buying gifts for all these other people. What gift you buy yourself? Exactly. You buying dinner for other people. Mm -hmm. What dinner are you buying for yourself? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you treat what yourself. are the things that you do to just treat yourself? You know what I mean? To be like, yes, sis, I did do a good job this week. Yeah. I should go get a spa for that. You know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like we don't reward ourselves enough for the grind. Mm -hmm. and that's like i think it takes away from the journey because then we're always like not appreciating the moment like you said yeah. like taking space for ourselves mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. 
how can how can folks keep up with you, Marlo, if they want to follow your influencer journey and like, you know, see what you up to taking all these cute pics and all, you know, if they want to be a part of just like understanding your journey and see how you grow, hearing about you talk more about mental health and just like what you're doing in the world of physiotherapy, or if maybe they just want to follow along with your internship when you're back on the island. Like, yeah. Can folks? Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Marlo underscore SXM. And um, I've actually also been um, like talking to one of my friends, like trying to like be a bit more of an influencer, like kind of interacting a bit more with the crowd and kind of like talking about some stuff like do it girl do just it encouraging like like everyone to kind of just be open to speaking about your mental health and yeah with everything basically kind of just like keeping it casual but then also like like touching up on those like um important topics that not everyone has been taught to do so so I'm also trying to like incorporate that a little bit more into my platform oh hell yeah I'm all for it I'm all for it do it because I feel like St. Martin, like, we don't, we need, we need St. Martin influencers out here in the streets repping, you know? Like, I want to see St. Martin models rutting for, what am I saying? I want to see St. Martin models walking for Fenty and, like, you know, just, like, there's so many, like, areas for us to show up and thrive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need my people to get it together. So go out there, Marlo. Yep. Give the people your <laughs> wisdom. Show up, show out, mm-hmm. and just be great. Because, like, you, I feel like you have, like, you're like, you know, one of those people that walk in a room and they kind of like light it up or people be like, oh, my God, Aww. I feel like you're one of I've, I've always sensed one of that energy from you, at least in school. Aww, thank you. And I'm happy to just see like you thriving to see you working on you, because that's what all we need in our 20s. Girls need to be focused on them uh-huh. trying to secure day bag, trying to figure out what she needs, how to make her happy. Mm-hmm. 